It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. We're back once again with another grassroots marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And uh, my next guest uh, is an expert in both alcoholic beverage and cannabis product development, distribution, and regulation, and is a fifth-generation beverage distrib- distributor spending nearly a decade as vice president of the Ranella Company, independent de- beverage distributor with notable suppliers like Anheuser-Busch, Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, Nestle, USA, Bronco Wine Company, Cesaric Company, and more. So beverages galore in the cannabis space. And here to talk to him about all the work being done for Missouri's first ever licensed adult use 420. And that was what it just came off of. And we're here right now with the CEO of Hippos. I'm here with Nicholas Ranella. Thanks for being on this, Nicholas. Hey, thanks for having me. So we're a little bit after the fact, but the fact was that you held Missouri's first ever adult use 420 holiday and you wrote a lot of different deals and products and you really had it made in a real historic event. So talk to me about the fact of in Missouri, how things are going right now in terms of what you're able to go and do now with the specialties you have there and with what you're doing in the market. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 420, uh, 420 this year was booming. Um, you know, we had a, we had a pretty uh, eventful 420 the year prior during medical. Um, we had a, uh, you know, my Springfield store. So we have three locations in uh, Missouri, our dispensary locations. We have uh, one in Columbia, Missouri, which is where the University of Missouri is located. It's the only uh, school within the SEC conference that has uh, adult use cannabis. Um, we're in Chesterfield, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. And then we have a dispensary down in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, last year, six days into being opened, uh, was our first 420 that we experienced in Springfield. And uh, about two minutes into us being open, a woman drove her Tesla right through our front doors. So wow. that was, uh, you know, we had some <laughs> great deals in. I mean, we had some, you know, literally some door busters. Uh, so some lady uh, drove through, luckily, um, she hit a, she didn't hit anybody. Um, we had a structural steel post that she ran into. Um, it was on the news. Was, if, you, if you Google hippos, Springfield, Tesla, you'll see all the action of uh, the woman driving through. So that was uh, quite the experience. But um, this year, um, you know, we had just as much excitement uh, without anybody crashing into our building. Um, you know, just like anything that anybody's uh, doing, you're, you 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 do a lot of preparation. Um, you get prepared. You know, we prepared, uh, making sure that we had enough inventory. Um, you know, for all of our customers that were coming in, um, we put together some pretty great deals for everybody. But you know, you never know what it's going to turn out and 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 how things are going to go. And so I was looking at you know we have cameras galore. Um, throughout our dispensaries and our production facility, which is our production facility is located in Vienna, Missouri, uh, under the name OG Yields. Um, but 
going back to our uh, Springfield location, I was on site there. I was looking at the cameras before I could see. It looked like there was four or five people lined up. Um, and then when I got there, we had no less than, I'd say, 250 people lined up. And the line was probably, you know, 150 yards and uh, about three people sacked deep. So it was a, it was a big day for us. Um, it was an exciting day for uh, people across the state of Missouri to be able to participate in their first adult use 420. Um, it wasn't just an exciting time for us at Hippos. It was an exciting time for dispensaries and, uh, you know, wholesale partners across the state. So it's been really exciting to really see, um, you know, people get out there and, and have access to, you know, safe tested legal products. So I want to ask you from your background and the distribution of beverages, I want to go and just find out what you feel right now. And if you still have a, a lot of connections back to, to, from your original work about seeing where alcohol and cannabis infused beverages are going to be on the same store shelves, if there's any kind of a pushback at all, or if there's a lot of excitement to be able to have that kind of thing. So if you were in the space now, what have you learned from those that have been working around you that they feel like, well, the market right now, they're, they can't do anything with interstate commerce, but in whichever states they're in, that you're seeing a lot of good products and you're seeing certain brands that are able to go ahead and expand into new markets. Cannes one example that's gone pretty well and it's now working its way into New York and a lot of the brands are doing the same thing. What's your thoughts right now just on the market itself? Do you see where those distributors like yourselves, what's your, what's your interest and what, how curious are they right now about the market? beverages and so cannabis. i mean cannabis beverages i think you're i mean it's kind of there's i guess there's, there's nearly three different categories you have you know your your thc infused beverages that are going to be your, your licensed delta nine thc beverages that are going to go through you know state regulated markets um you have delta eight beverages that kind of screwed outside of that and then you have cbd beverages which then are also um outside of that um you know, state regulated, you know, THC model. So I, I think you're, you're really looking at three different categories on the CBD side. Um, I would, that would fall more into like a functional beverage. Um, and there's a lot of different functional beverages out there. When I'm talking about functional beverages, I'm talking about any kind of juices or anything, you know, an energy drink, something that you're looking to get more than just, um, you know, something more than, than to just quench your thirst. Now there is, um, you know, there is a lot of excitement. Um, there's a little bit of trepidation about, you know, the legalities behind those. And I think a lot of those fears and stuff are, are starting to go away. I mean, a lot of uh, big box retailers, you know, it's not worth their time a lot of times to be the trailblazers um, because there's there's more, um, the risk isn't worth the reward to them. They'll let somebody else take the risk once they realize it's okay, then they'll jump on board with it. And that's, that's not just from the legal standpoint. They want to make sure that your product's actually going to sell before they're going to take something on. So they want to see you, you know, succeed in, you know, some smaller, um, smaller stores and kind of come to them with a, a track record of success and to show that you're going to have some pull through before they start putting them on their shelves. Um, within the THC regulated market, um, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to have. You know, the one thing with beverages is that it's a ritual and it's a ritual that people are accustomed to. Um, and so that's why you have people go to the bars because they're, I mean, drinking is that ritual when you're with your friends. 
um, you know, get, gathering together. We've been, we've all been kind of conditioned to do that for, you know, really millennia. Um, and so those THC beverages, I can't see that becoming a bigger thing. I think that, you know, it's kind of a, depends what occasion you're going to be doing it for. If you're going to have more than one, I mean, they need to be smaller dosed. Um, the other thing is a lot of dispensaries and especially the, um, transporters, whether it's, you know, a distribution model or people are doing self distribution, they're not necessarily built for beverages. Um, cause beverages are big and they're bulky and they're heavy. Um, so you have a lot of, I mean, stores, dispensaries aren't really set up to, you know, be a big beverage market. Um, so I don't know if we're ever going to see the same penetration of, of beverages, um, in the cannabis market that you do in the alcohol market, but you know, we're also not smoking alcohol. So there is, uh, some large fundamental differences between the two. I want to ask you about a story that came from the New York times. They're talking about their, the interest in cannabis infused wines. And mm -hmm. they talk about in the story that winemakers have been surreptitiously making wine where they put cannabis out of the grapes as they ferment, extracting the active components to achieve a doubly intoxicating beverage. But at the moment, while cannabis is available where it is right now, adult use in 22 states, two territories, and D.C., 38 states. But at the moment, adding cannabis to any commercially available alcoholic beverage is strictly prohibited. But that might be where things go next. And if New York if the New York Times are actually catching on to something on the early trend, is that something you've heard about at all? And would that be something that would allow... It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply cannabis businesses to go ahead and move into the wine business and also get their products up on shelves where they might not have to be in the dispensary. It could be on a store shelf before the, before other beverages can go up there with alcohol. Well, I, I think if it's a, if it's a THC uh, beverage and, and unless you're maybe a Delta eight play, I mean, you got, you got to have that license, right? Just like you have yeah. to have a, a liquor license to uh, carry alcohol. So a dispensary is not going to be carrying an alcohol beverage in a, grocery store or liquor store is not going to necessarily carry a THC beverage. So I think that's, I mean, that that's kind of the, the biggest hurdle right now. Now, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm amazing, not the first person. The fact, right. It's, you know, actually it's amazing when in the story they tell that they actually, to go ahead and ferment with the cannabis, they would take a pound of cannabis into a 228 liter barrel. It doesn't sound like it would be that much of a difference to go into the fermentation process. Would that be something that have to be regulated, I guess? Would that be something that would be a different thought of cannabis beverage above and beyond what's already being put out there? I'm, I'm sure that it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more regulated. Um, and, I, you know, when they're doing that, I'm not sure if they're doing that with, uh, you know, are they doing that with hemp or are they doing that with the right. THC? Um, and so, you know, there's cannabis is certainly uh, more heavily regulated than alcohol. Um I mean, you, you just look at it from a packaging aspect. I mean, there's, um, you know, you have tie-dyed cans, you have different animals and all kinds of different things on 
cans and bottles of beer and wine. Um, a lot of that stuff is strictly prohibited with uh, cannabis. Um, you know, whether you agree with it or not, I, I certainly don't. But, you know, it's um, cannabis is like alcohol in the sense where, you know, it's a regulated industry and the regulators are the ones who kind of make the rules and it's their ball and their court and they just let us play on it. And whether you like it or not, you have to accept that. And so um, when it comes to a cannabis infused, a THC and alcohol, if it if it ever becomes uh, something that happens, I will be surprised, um, but it will be short lived, in my opinion. Um, if you you know, if you if you're familiar with a brand called Four Loco, um, yeah. you know, Four Loco used to have caffeine and there was a you know, Anheuser Busch had a uh, beer called B to the E, and they had Tilt, and then Miller Coors had Sparks, and so there was a number of these different beers that had caffeine in them. Well, um, you know, legislators and regulators thought, thought better of it and didn't think that was a good idea, so you don't see that anymore. And so right. Four Locos still out there, but the caffeine has been taken out of it. Um, and so, I mean, I know Monster Energy, they just came out with a... Uh, with their own alcoholic uh, beverage, which also doesn't have caffeine in it. So I don't, I don't know you, if the consumer is going to ask you about that. that. Let, 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 me, let me expand on that real quickly, Nicholas, because not only are you talking about when it comes to Four Loco and what you're talking about just now, of the companies that are coming out from mainstream that are entering into the beverage market with some of the CBD or cannabis infused, when you have, you know, you have a Quattro, the company backed by Constellation Brands, Pepsi creating a hemp infused energy drink. You have Boston beer company that had teapot. It's done very well. Jones soda doing Mary Jones and others that could go across. Uh, talk to me about what do you think about what the mainstream companies have done to get themselves into the business, to go after that flavor palette to go after that audience and moving in to, because of the fact they can also put these kind of specific brands into New York, New Jersey and other markets that are opening up. What do you think about, what's been done now by all these mainstream bands that would have been companies that would have been distributing with you, but now they're going through this route and they're going into the cannabis space themselves. So far, what do you think about what they, where they've gone so far with this? Well, certainly there, uh, you know, no, there's, uh, there's nobody that's going to, especially these companies are kind of operating um, in a similar space. Um, I don't see them, you know, not, I mean, they're all dipping their toes. And into the industry, right? And so they want to see, you know, how can they how can they play in that space? Um, you know, it doesn't seem like as much of a stretch, but a lot of these companies did this with craft beer or other parts within their own industry. So, you know, you had um, Miller Coors and Anheuser Busch are probably the two, you know, they're the two biggest brewers in the world, and so they did the same thing with craft beer. You know, they had their you know uh, light lagers, which is kind of their flagship. But over time, they saw customers were moving over to more flavorful products. And so they're not going to lose out to their cut to these other products. They're either going to purchase them or they're going to develop products like products of their own. And so I think you're seeing the same, same thing with cannabis where they see, okay, it's not necessarily, you know, a lot of these alcohol companies always talk about share of throat. And so you wanted to get, you know, whatever the share of, of what somebody was drinking, you wanted that, you know, you wanted a piece of that. And so if, if the beer guys saw that the, that wine was starting to get it, they might change some things around. So they have, you know, something that is either a wine cooler or something that fits that taste profile. 
I think it's the same thing with cannabis. It's like they're, they may not be, they may not be sure of throat, but maybe sure of occasion. So, whereas, you know, 10 years ago at a barbecue, everybody has a uh, Budweiser in their hand. Now they have a Budweiser in their hand or a joint in their hand. And so they're not, they don't want to lose that occasion. Um, they want to join in on that occasion. So I think that's what you're seeing. Now, obviously, it's, they're, they're different. I mean, there's certainly different markets. I mean, I've operated in both of them now, and there is some things that are very similar, um, but there's a lot of lessons that can be learned. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are transferable, but certainly not, you, you don't go in uh, to the cannabis space and say, hey, I've been doing alcohol my whole life. I'm going to tell you guys how this thing works because that's just, you know, you're going to get run over. And I think if, you know, if you were to, if you were to go in the other direction and say, hey, I've been in cannabis forever, I know how this works. And, you know, I know how retail works. I'm going to jump over to this side and I'm going to show you guys a few tricks. Yeah, there's a few tricks to be shared, but um, they are different businesses. So I do think, that, you know, you still, if you're making that jump, it makes sense to uh, engage an expert to do it. Nicholas, let's go and wrap things up. Let's go and talk about the website and all the work you're doing in Missouri. Hippos Cannabis is H-I-P-P-O-S Cannabis.com. The top recreational and top medical marijuana dispensary. And you have locations in Chesterfield, Columbia, and Springfield in Missouri. And real quickly, for those that want to go and get in on this, uh, you have a lot of different products when it comes to pre-rolls, flour, edibles, concentrates, and accessories. So for those that are visiting Missouri, you know, what can you tell us about how they can, can keep in touch with what you're doing, see more what, about the products themselves? Obviously, we told the website, but is there any social media you can share with us? Absolutely. So if you uh, go to... Uh at hippos cannabis that is our uh that's for our dispensary i mean that you'll see all the things that are going on with our dispensaries um we have some wholesale brands so here's one of them oh i know it's kind of blurred out but that is uh oh can i see it there sundro so sundro cannabis so that's s-u-n-d-r-o cannabis um that's one of our brands that is uh grown in the heart of the ozark in missouri at our production facility in vienna um, we have OG yields, which, um, you know, for those that are familiar in, you know, with cannabis space, OG stands for ocean grown, but we're based in the Ozark. So we've kind of stolen that we're Ozark grown yields. And then we have another brand called bad pony. And so you can it's, it's at bad pony cannabis. And then we have at ATA cannabis and that's ATPA cannabis. And so we, we do some fun things with all those brands, but those are our, our main brands that we produce ourselves. So that's Sundro, Ada, and Bad Pony. And you can find them all at our Hippos locations and uh, other locations throughout the state of Missouri. All right. And also grown in the Ozarks. California raised Ozark grown when it comes to Sundro. That is correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And can we give the websites for those three brands? I see sundrocannabis.com. And what, what's the other ones for the other two, yeah. Bad Pony and... Yeah, if you'd like to find more information about Atta Cannabis, uh, you can find that on Instagram at Atta Cannabis. Um, Bad Pony, um, you can find that as well at, at Bad Pony Cannabis. There we have a great video um, where if you don't know how to dab, it'll teach you all the steps from loading up your rig to actually pulling the dab. So a lot of great content on there that you get that uh, your viewers can pull off. All right. Wonderful. Appreciate you taking time to go and talk to us. Nicholas Ronella, CEO of Hippos and Hippos Cannabis in Missouri. Thanks for taking time out to talk to us. Thank you.